Wow, 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 wow. Holy cow. My name is Lauren Ruper, and I have been option trading for almost a decade. I am really glad you're here because this podcast was designed for you. I break down all the things stock trading into bite-sized chunks so you can feel empowered and confident to take on the stock market and better your life. So grab a dirty Dr. Pepper, kick up your heels, and listen along to today's show here at Trade Blondie. All right. I'm on a walk right now, so this is kind of an off-the-cuff episode, but I just feel like this is my platform and my opportunity to voice my opinions, which the more I listen to others who are experts in the industry, I'm shocked that no one really, really agrees with what I'm saying. Um, So maybe I'm totally wrong or in left field, but first of all, The thing you need to understand is the David and Goliath situation that the Reddit traders have created. I mean, bravo. I guess I just don't see what your long game plan is here because these big hedge firms have way more money than you do. And all they have to do is just hold out. I mean, what goes up must come down. It must come down. The thing to understand is that the price of a stock directly reflects the health of a company. And let's be honest, GameStop, really, is that a healthy company? In December, they announced that they were going to be closing 1,000 stores in March 2021. And hello, we're in January 2021, so obviously this is not a very healthy company right now. So to drive up the stock, I mean, good for you. You did it. You screwed the hedge fund. But those guys are going to get their money back one way or another. And they're they're so big that when they sell off and move, they're like this slow-moving giant. And they take stuff down as they go. So the other thing that I keep shaking my head at is – Hello, people with 401ks, where do you think that money is sitting and managed by? Hedge funds. I mean, so you're kind of screwing your mom and dad, your grandpa, everybody with 401ks by sticking it to the big man. I mean, it's just absolute madness. Um, I just don't understand. So, but I mean, you do you. I love seeing everyone talking about the one kid that started out with 50000 and has now grown it to $20 million, but he doesn't want to sell. I mean, come on. Come on, dude. First of all, it's not money until you cash it out, right? It's just a number on a computer. It's not even a piece of paper right now. And the supply and demand, it, it's just absolute madness. I... First of all, I'm just so thankful that last week when I saw GameStop just going up and up from $20, stay away from that thing with the 10-foot pole because I pick and choose my stocks based on the strategy that I like to trade, um, naked puts. I do that based on a company that I wouldn't mind if my position and my idea goes wrong. I wouldn't mind owning long enough to hold out for things to go my way, if that makes sense, which obviously I'm going to be talking about my strategy a lot more in the future, but 
so why would I want to put myself in a situation where I could end up owning GameStop and it's a company that's not doing well? I just, so my mind on this whole thing. And then, oh my goodness, people crying and complaining and moaning about Robin Hood screwing them over. Well, people, wake up. Free is not free. I've always wondered how Robinhood can offer commission-free trading to open. Like, that doesn't make any sense. How are people in that company making money? How? Have you ever thought about that? Why would anyone, just out of the goodwill of their heart, build out an entire trading platform and not be making money off their commission? I mean, it just... I've always wondered that. Well, doing my own research with everything that's gone on on GameStop, Robinhood sells the trading patterns that they see based on their users to big hedge firms. I mean, that's how they make their money. And so to kind of run down a conspiracy lane thing, follow me if you want. I mean, again, just my thoughts, my platform. But Citadel... Well, I'm going to rewind a second. Robin Hood's, one of their biggest contributors, biggest investors, is a major head firm named Citadel, okay? And Citadel has a bunch of other assets that they own, work with, and one of them is another big hedge firm that lost a couple billion dollars in the GameStop. So supposedly, I don't know this for sure yet, time will tell, um, but Citadel supposedly put pressure on Robinhood, since they own and contribute a lot of money towards the company, put the pressure on Robinhood to pause and halt trading, to slow things down, so that their hedge fund can readjust their positions. I agree, scandalous. However, free is not free. Free is not free, people. And when you sign up for Robinhood and get the free share that they offer, you're entering into a contract with Robinhood that they can pull this crap on you whenever they want. So when you go and decide who you want your broker to be, I mean, come on, people, do your research. I mean, absolute madness. Um, but to go back to the conspiracy, Citadel's, one of their top guys supposedly is Jen Psaki's brother. And Jen Psaki right now is the speaker for President Biden. So a bit of scandal there, I think. So again, time will tell. We'll see if the Biden administration put pressure on Citadel to put pressure on Robin Hood to shut that bad boy down. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. The other thing we throw in here, Janet Yellen, she is the secretary, the Treasury Secretary for President Biden for the United States. She is a speaker. She goes and is hired by Citadel to do speeches for them. She made $810,000 last year. So there are a lot of ties here. I mean, take this information for what it is. But again, I mean, going totally aside from all this, I personally only buy and invest and do trades in companies that I wouldn't mind having to own in the long run if something were to go bad. Now, that being said, the day that GameStop 
went absolutely bonkers. What happened is last week, it was jumping up from $20 to $60. It was going crazy, so the market halted it. This happens when things are getting out of control. Wednesday, they opened up trading back on GameStop, and that puppy just shot up like crazy. And as that thing was going crazy, the market reflects with what's going on. So the market is a very skittish child, and if something's going bad, it reflects that. Prices start to come down everywhere. So even though I have no positions on for GameStop, I looked at my portfolio and everything was red. And so quickly, everything was falling like crazy, which I figured would happen because when the market gets rocked, it gets rocked. So the next day, yesterday, Thursday, I log in, markets kind of settled back down and all my positions were green again. I was right back where I was supposed to be. And then again today, red. So the thing to take away from this, volatility in the market goes crazy. When you enter into a position, so like I said, my strategy, selling naked puts, I pick a strike price that is far enough below at a point that I'm comfortable with. The only time my trade starts going against me is when the price drops low enough to where my strike price is of my naked put. The crazy thing is, amongst the last three days, all my positions on paper are doing exactly what they, I want them to do, staying above my put price. However, because now so much more uncertainty has come into the market, the price of those things have gotten more expensive. Because when there's uncertainty, you have to pay for that. So my portfolio was reflecting a big loss, even though all my positions were doing exactly what I want them to do to be winners. And that's because the market has so much volatility tied within it. And that's something I really, really want to teach my listeners is that there's so much more to trading than just buying and selling, okay? And when you go on YouTube, everyone's trying to teach you how to be a trader by looking at charts and drawing all these lines and the Fibonacci numbers. And I'll be honest with you, when I'm going to set a position on, all I do is look at where this thing has been over the last year. And that's it. I just take a quick gander. I think, okay, Right now, this stock's at 160. Would I have a problem owning this thing at 140? Let's check the last time it was at 140. Okay, looks like five months ago, it was at 140. I wouldn't mind owning it for 140, and it's at 160 right now. So I'm gonna place this trade. That's what I do. I don't draw any lines. I don't do any market analysis. I route my order, and as soon as it's routed, I put in this closing order to collect my profits right away. I set it and I forget it. And that's the thing that no one is teaching aside from Tasty Trade is this way of trading. I'm mostly looking at the stock thinking, oh, this is what I think is going to happen. My assumption of what's going to happen in the market is the exact same probability as the expert hedge fund manager because nobody knows anything. 
No one knew that this was going to go crazy with GameStop. No one knew that, but it did. No one knows anything. Anything can happen. So when things are crazy and there's a lot of skittishness in the market, like there is now, the volatility of things goes crazy. And that means that prices are more expensive. You have to pay for it. So that's why if you have options in your portfolio right now, even if everything is going textbook exactly how it's supposed to be going, and yet your portfolio is reflecting a negative number, that's because so much volatility has been pumped into the market. And your position no longer is $1.60 like you sold it for. It's now $3 because someone else that's trying to sell that option knows that there's a lot more risk in here and they want you to have to pay for it. So my, those are my thoughts. Um, I'd love to break it down more. I just feel like I had to get this weight off my chest and kind of reflect my thoughts. I guess my biggest takeaways are this. When you see something like this going crazy in a junk stock, I'm sorry, GameStop, but you are kind of a junk stock. Your business is not doing so hot. Even back in the day when I would go to swap in my Game Boy games and he would offer me $5 for this $50 game I just bought, I didn't like you then. I don't like you now. I, I just don't think it's a smart move to invest in a company that sucks. I don't know. That's just me. I know a lot of people are experiencing serious FOMO right now. A lot of people a few months ago were experiencing crazy FOMO with Bitcoin. And you know what, guys? Some people, yes, they get really rich. They are really lucky. Is that going to be you? Probably not. So why don't you just continue trading the tasty trade way, trading small, trading often, when you go into your position, know your exit plan and stick to the plan. I can't tell you how many times I have gotten greedy in my position. I've waited it out and it's totally gone against me. It was one of the hardest lessons I've ever learned was when I lost that much money in one day. Scared the crap out of me. I stopped trading for over a year. I took a seat back and just tried to research figure out what I did wrong. And the thing I did wrong is I got greedy. My dad has always said, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And that is so true. If you're experiencing FOMO, it's okay. Let yourself experience it and then go pick a smarter strategy. All right. I guess that's my TED talk for today. I could break down so much more of the GameStop thing. Um, and maybe I'll talk about it another day. The other thing that I just laugh at, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on one more rant here because I can. When you short, when you buy, let's start here. When you buy stock, just buying stock in a company, the most you can lose is what you pay. So if I were to buy stock XYZ today, for $50 and a couple days go by and suddenly this XYZ sells 
something that causes instant death, that company's stock is going to drop to zero. And boo-hoo, sad day, I lost my $50. When you think that a company is going to go down, instead of buying it, because I bought XYZ, I thought it was going to go up, but in reality it went down. If you think that XYZ is going to go down, instead of buying something, you can sell it. That's fair to do. It's the exact same thing as just buying something. You can sell it. You have to buy it back one day, but that's one day. Just like when you sell, when you buy stock, you have to sell it one day to make the profit, right? You just don't automatically get money deposited into your bank account when you've bought something. That money's not yours until you sell it, okay? When you sell a stock first, you get that money in your bank account. But the transaction's not done until you buy it back. So if you were to sell XYZ for $50, and that bad boy suddenly cures cancer, and the stock goes all the way up to 1000 you are on the hook for that. You're on the hook for that. That can be unlimited loss, okay? Unlimited loss. That's what's happening with GameStop. And these brokers that have people that have sold something and that thing is going, as the Reddit users say, to the moon, they know that their investor only has so much money. Just because you've got money in your account, they give you extra to use. But I mean, if something goes to $1,000, you bought it for 50 or in GameStop situation, you bought it last year for 14 and now it's up at 500, those brokerages are gonna wanna stop something, right? They can't just let it go on and on forever. So I'm sorry to all of those that had their brokerages close out their positions, especially the people that knew what they were doing, they had a game plan. But man, I just don't know what else to say. It makes me laugh, all these people are like, how dare these hedge burns? sell short a stock i'm like you don't even know what you're talking about that's the same thing as saying how dare these people buy it's the same that's the same thing just opposite of each other right so i don't know i love it there's so many experts out there right now and it just cracks me up so again my thoughts have been rambling this has been a great way to spend a walk I feel like I just have so much to say. Um, but you can sit on that. Let's see if I'm right. I mean, I, the whole Biden administration scandal, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but the, the thing to take away, markets adjust. Okay? They do what they're going to do. The hedge funds have a lot of money. They're going to get it back somehow. So just be careful. Just be careful. Trade small. Trade small. Trade often. Don't try to hit it out of the park. Ever. I mean, a lot of people say don't try to hit it out of the park every time. No, no, no. Don't ever try to hit it out of the park. That's how you'll blow up your account. All right. 
those are my thoughts here at Trade Blondie. I hope you guys have a good evening. I hope you continue to trade small and trade often. And we'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Trade Blondie Podcast. I want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to my show. Until next time, keep trading. And remember to trade small, trade often. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.